podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Let me repeat again. Hi everyone, this is Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader, and you're watching January 25, 2021, the Global Market Update. There's actually a lot of opportunities, one of which is actually WIMI, Wimi Hologram. What is WIMI? So from the website, you could see that it's an application scheme for cinema based on holographic cloud, application scheme for education based on holographic clouds, some entertainment based on holographic clouds, and some advertisements based on holographic clouds. They actually have these companies today, uh, Color Space, Long VR, Zammer VR. This is actually a company in Beijing with actually industry um, applications for these current uh, sectors, whether it be advertisement, hologram family, cinemas, entertainment, exposition, and education. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, investor relations uh, presentations here so far, but actually uh, you'll notice that this company is looking to be uh, a big beneficiary of a lot of AR and VR. So uh, I tried to actually go to the website, but uh, I'm not able to find except actually um, these things. Let me share to you a few things that I saw. So um, this is actually one of the most interesting things that I was seeing. Um, this is actually a large virtual reality theme park in the world by VR Star Park China. This is in Nanjing, China. Uh, Nanjing, sorry, not, not Nanjing. Not, uh, it's Nanjing, China. And um, actually, like the first minute or two minutes will actually already blow your mind. Um, I think you have to see a few videos uh, to understand what I'm talking about. Wemi holograms, um, cloud. So I think a video would suffice to explain what I'm talking about. They've won some leadership in computer vision. Um, this one just actually broke out from about $8. So let me show to you the chart of Wemi holograms. So I think that in the future, Holograms could actually have more applications, more than entertainment applications, and more than just education and advertisement. But they, they haven't even touched those uh, realms. Uh, I mean, they have some clients, but it's not that yet. It's not yet super duper huge, right? So take a look at Wemi Hologram. The ticker symbol is uh, WIMI from about $6. I'm not sure what happened here in July for it to go to about $30 and then fell down back to about $4 or $5, back to about $6. And recently, it's going back to about $8. So first resistance is very clear here at about $10 and $14 and even at $16. But let's read more news. So they actually won 2020 Leadership Award in Computer Vision Holographic Cloud Services. This is the leading AR technology provider in China. And uh, it was managed by CCID Group. CCIDnet is managed as a subsidiary of China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology as an influential and innovative online media platform. CCIDnet covers industry news and events, so these are really more about holograms. 
So empowered by its new holographic technology utilizing optical projections, WIMI provides a one-stop shop and holographic AR technology to its customers. Synthesis and presentation of holographic AI vision, interactive holographic software development. So it's really more about cinemas, home entertainment. Today, they've already developed the world's leading 3D computer vision and SaaS platform technologies. So there's experiencing significant growth in turn. Um, that is one of the things. And they got some certifications already. Let's read more. Um, I want you to actually investigate more on the on WIMI, but uh, I'm looking. I, I think this is uh, a good uh, good good move for those who have it. Congratulations! And then um, these are actually the reasons why it it has been skyrocketing for a week. No, there's a surprise patent. Let's take a look at this. They might be helping a lot of uh, unmanned driving. Let's read these things. No. The AR VR market is increasing. Also applied to beauty, so a lot of uh, applications. Wimi Hologram, they skyrocketed after a surprise patent announcement. It says here that a company announced their laser technology with application in driverless cars, electric vehicles, medical imaging, and more. It recently was down 50-70% from its 52-week highs and actually um, it has been busy researching and developing 3D holographic pulse laser technology. With autonomous driving, vehicles are using sensors to measure things just like the distance between your car and those around it. And this presents a holographic proje projection of those information in the vehicle. It is an international stock in China. Chinese government has granted the patent. Specifically, the rise of electric vehicles could create a greater need for the sensors going forward. So the stock is going up today, very big on speculation. While IP is good, it will still need to market itself to potential customers. So um, now this one is saying that Wimmy might actually be releasing a report about the rapidly growing holographing market. And in this case, if they can name drop very huge companies like Alibaba, Tesla, Xpeng, uh, we'll see whether these, uh, these announcements could actually um, really become revenues. So these are just announcements so far. The value of their AR multi-scenario application might be promising says here that in January 15, the Research Institute issued a research report on unmanned driving wherein they can actually do a lot on AR technology uh, for autonomous vehicles. To some extent, automotive AR has opened a practical application for the AR industry, so it's foreseeable that the market will soon need a platform related to automotive AR. So as a holographic company, they're committed to explore the application and field of holographic AR. So very huge things. Um, I think that this is a company worth watching. And how is it actually, how, how is holographic AR um, applied to beauty today? They're saying that there's a huge investment opportunity in the beauty market. AR has become an important part of industries in the beauty sector, cosmetics technology. So actually I saw that, like um, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was augmented, uh, augmented reality, but probably it is. Like, um, Using your phone, they can actually just um, 3D model maybe uh, makeup on your face and uh, take, you know, just uh, make your, you know, I'm not sure if it was AR or if it was what, what other technology, but um, I was able to like filter my, my hair and, and have like instant makeup if I wanted to, enhancements. So I think that the beauty market might actually be um, one of those uh, industries that would be disrupted with this holograph 
holograms. So, jamming the holograms. Many Chinese and foreign beauty companies do not stop development due to the emergence of the coronavirus. And some foreign companies have even developed AR makeup mirrors based on the peculiarities of wearing masks during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, very huge. Um, Alright. Uh, it's a leading. Take note that WIMI today owns about 4,654 AR holographic contents, 164 software copyrights, and 219 technological patents, which can be applied in many fields such as social, education, entertainment, medical, military, household, industry, tourism, and e-commerce. Um, shout out to you guys today's topic Friday January 25 uh, Monday January 25 2021 I'll be discussing companies with the sector on robot revolution extended reality so for those who still aren't um we're gonna talk about smart birds bionic ants um drones like nano drones nanotechnology I have been um reading up on those uh, themes so definitely I think there's a lot of great companies interesting in this field um, indeed, uh, we are actually in a, in a world where it's an exciting time to be alive. Um, very huge moves. Um, take note that in the industrial automation, yes, this Japanese company, SMC Corporation, 6273JP, might actually be an interesting company to study. Yes, I know these are already large companies, actually blue chips already from about 35,000 has rallied 100%, 70,000. 55,000 was a consolidation here, broke at 60K. I want to actually study companies in the realm of industrial automation. So I'm um, studying some robot animals. I'm studying some robot revolution, the new age of manufacturing. Um, yeah, I want to understand the new age of manufacturing, the manufacturing tech trends to look for in 2021. Let's read this. This is an editor's pick in Forbes. So I have, I am of the opinion... All right. I'm of the opinion that all of these electric vehicles, automotive manufacturing, can only be done in an efficient manner if we actually have a lot of robots and industrial automation. And so, since 2020, there was already an increase in production um, on the automation side. The speed of transformation, however, was really accelerated. We call this the Industry 4.0, the fourth industrial revolution. To the ongoing automation of traditional manufacturing and industrial practices, there's no time to waste. You got to be more agile, flexible, and really it's more about practicality at the end of the day. So here are six trends that will stand out in 2021. The move to globalization, agree. So you want to optimize and strengthen those supply chains. And in my view, the answer to this is actually additive manufacturing. We gave a free Friday class on additive manufacturing. Take a look at desktop metal, proto labs, materialize, stratasys, x1. There's a lot of other companies that aren't listed. Indeed, um, you've got continuous composites, uh, metal forged. There's a lot. And actually, I'll give you some ideas also. Because of this increase in uh, metallurgy, take an take a look at ArcelorMittal, which is really the largest steel company in the world. So ArcelorMittal, as you can see, it's very clear this is the largest steel maker. And with a lot of abundance in demand in steel, it's no surprise this, this, this went from $7 all the way to $25 or, or almost like a 3, 3 to 4x, right? 
So the question is, can it actually go to about 7x or even at 10x, right? $7, can it go to $70? In my view, the first resistance will, of course, be here at about 28 and another resistance here at 38. However, actually, this dip, the, these dips of ArcelorMittal back to about 22 all the way to 17 is actually an interesting opportunity to load up. Alright, let's read more about ArcelorMittal. For those who don't know, who is ArcelorMittal? This is a steel production company in the world, and so it's worth looking at. It's the world's leading steel and mining company. It's in Luxembourg, multinational, but it's actually listed as well in U.S. The ticker symbol is MT. It's currently uh, $18.64 in euros, but it's about $20 in U.S. Headquarters, Luxembourg, $70 billion, 2019. The founder is Lakshmi Metal, with subsidiaries in Metal Steel, South Africa, ArcelorMittal, Brazil. When was this company founded? 2006. Let's go to the, to the homepage of ArcelorMittal. ArcelorMittal, the industries, the investors, all right. So they're saying that steel is, of course, used in automotives, construction, energy, packaging, appliances, transport, mining. Yep. And let's take a look at their presentations, investors' presentation. Let's accept that. So ArcelorMittal is an established metals and mining industry leader with a unique offering of global scale, product diversity, supply chain integration, well positioned to deliver long-term sustainable value to their stakeholders with a unique global portfolio access to the growth markets. So I want you to see actually investors' presentation and we're going to go to the investors' page right now. Okay, let me go to the investors' presentations. 3Q presentation, and they have some ESQ, e, um, what is, ESG presentation. But let's go to their 3Q 2020 financial and strategic, um, you know, financial update. All right, enhancing new ways. I understand already these things, sustainable development. They're now offering green steel. What exactly is green steel? They know that there's a climate uh, strategy to be net zero target by 2020, uh, 2050, 30 years from now. And so they're offering the very first green steel. This is the second global climate action report to include a group-wide carbon dioxide reduction by 2030. The Europe's target is 30% carbon dioxide reduction by 2030, and they're already in place. The effective policies, hydrogen pilot study, several part projects are using increased hydrogen to lower the carbon dioxide from the iron ore reduction in blast furnaces across Europe, including BF gas injection across flat product sites, including H2-containing gases from different sources, example, gray hydrogen at Asturias starting in 2021. So there's a lot of innovation funding also coming out for carbon dioxide savings, um, and the group's investment in decarbonization, decarbonization technologies. Take note that the science-based target is for global warming to reduce the degree Celsius by 1.5 degrees Celsius, hopefully, right? So that we don't become too warm for climate change. Um, our operating results showed improvement, all right. So from about 3Q 2020, they showed their EBITDA grew, 27% growth. Um, at least in terms of billions, they're talking about 0.9 billion, right? Free cash flow is triple because they included working capital. Steel shipments were growing 20%. Very strong cash flow performance. Very strong balance sheets as well. Improved demand, normalization of steel spreads. We are seeing an early sign of recovery, very visible at the end of first half and continuing through 3Q 2020. We're even seeing a rapid V-shaped recovery 
especially in China, supporting high-capacity utilization. Now, in Europe, we're also seeing automotive demand recovery from very low bases, with steel recovering to more normalized levels, and steel demand continues to recover, particularly automotives. Very strong pricing in China, Europe, and U.S. Steel results have improved slightly in 3Q2020. Take note that the steel only EBITDA uh, is about $23 per ton a recovery here. EBITDA has also grown. Steel shipments have been growing 17.5 million metric tons. Very strong. That would be here higher steel shipments for, for NAFTA, ACIS, uh, Brazil, Europe. So those are the markets that they are actually um, getting a lot of steel ship. Um, they're shipping the steel, right? So those are where the demand areas are. EBITDA is up 26% due to the benefit of vertical integration. IR production is up 9%. They've got shipments up 7.5%. Take a look more. Liberia expansion project plan to restart in 2021. So what are they doing? This is a layout of the concentrator, Supermax vessel loading at birth. This is a construction uh, which was actually closed down in 2014 during the Ebola virus. So they're actually reconstructing that port again and recommencing that project in 2021. What else? So fixed cost per ton. All right. What else should I know about them? Um, intention to build in Calvert to optimize their slab supply. So this is more of a production-related facility. Net debt target achieved. Good job. They actually were able to decrease their debt by $7 billion. So that was the lowest level since their merger. So they are very cash flow positive even during COVID pandemic. Cash needs of the business marginally increased. Balance sheet is not a problem here. ArcelorMittal is uniquely positioned within the global steel industry. They're everywhere. We're, we're talking about Europe, NAFTA, Brazil, India, ACIS. So they've got access to all these growth markets. What exactly is NAFTA and ASIS? Let me now search that. NAFTA meaning, in terms of countries, we're talking about North America. All right. So North America, that would be U.S. ASIS is what? The meaning of ASIS is, is that Asia? Uh, sorry, associate of the Chartered Institute of Secretaries still doesn't understand. No, I don't think that is the right answer here. I think ASIS by country. Um, ASIS countries, meaning. Mm. Anyway, can't find it. Either way, I'll find it out. Context clue. Okay. Um, capital allocation, trade, financial highlights, micro, macro. All right. Got it. The capital allocation, India. All right. What about India? They are in these sites. They've got the fastest growing large economy with second largest steel producer. Per capita consumption of steel in India is about one third of the global average. Hazira is one of the world's largest single location flat steel plants. ArcelorMittal is in these um, areas, so they have a strong domestic distribution. Good job for them. In Italy, this is what they have. Um, trade policy in EU and NA, financial highlights. I think like in general, um, you'll notice, um, I'll tell you what. I am of the view that steel demand recovery is strong because of these industries. Wind turbines agree. Uh, automotives agree. So infrastructure stimulus agree, whether it be roads, bridges, water, 
broadband agree with all these the bills in the u.s congress especially for electric vehicle transition will actually benefit your steel industry so potentially larger scope indeed your schools your energy your broadband the absolute level of steel industry is low versus history that's why i have no um i've got no problem seeing steel go higher the price itself and the companies that are actually producing these steel so ArcelorMittal is a buy for me. Steel investments, you could see that they are everywhere. Using newer, lighter steel made in Alabama at ArcelorMittal for these automotives. This is the Ford 2021 Bronco, the flagship of an all-new family of rugged off-road vehicles. This is the co-engineering capabilities of ArcelorMittal and Ford's design and welding experts. Brazil, take a look at this. Brazil, Vega, high added value capacity expansion. How about the hot strip mill modernization in Dofasco? And these are all their contacts. Inventing smarter steels for a better world. Creating a low carbon world. Agree with that. So um, I think like just take a look at ArcelorMittal. Um, looks like this is a company that is already big but will continue to be bigger. So um, very strong presentations here. The separation of integrated U.S. assets through their footprint in North America investor presentation. Lots of good, interesting ideas from uh, ArcelorMittal. Let, let me like just uh, download that. So I actually was studying a lot of wind turbines, uh, as you could see. That's why um, it's normal for me to, un to know that, well, wind turbines are created with steel. And therefore, ArcelorMittal is a huge beneficiary of all these wind turbine um, production, right? Uh, I do believe in the growth of wind turbine systems and so the growth of ArcelorMittal congruent to that. Okay, positive financial impact, understand that. The leader on climate change, got it, all right. So they're just talking about how they are already um, green as a low-carbon um, emitter. This is good. Recycling end-of-life. Take a look at this. Steel is a permanent material, but recycled again and again. Take a look at that aluminum can. It's still steel cans, right? You've got plastics, timber, concrete. You couldn't much recycle that, but steel is very easy to recycle. Very good. So you should be using a lot of steel. Um, recycling. Primary steel will be con continued to mean needed to meet global demand until 2100. We're talking about iron ore, business as usual. Yep. Amount of secondary resources. Today we use coal and natural gas energy. Steel industry will have to transition to clean energy sources. Agree with this. Agree with this, guys. We're going to go to wind and solar. This is where we, we're, we're going to go to. So the steel intensity in energy sector will increase with the low carbon sources of energy generation. So, uh, no. um, yeah, I do agree with these. ArcelorMittal, one of the best ways to actually play the wind turbine indirectly, actually. Whether you knew it or not, I'm happy to share it to you. They're a clean energy infrastructure beneficiary. Take note, if you're going to spend about $100 billion, you're going to do smart carbon. The ArcelorMittal steel footprint is likely to increase their production cost. So innovative routes. These are what they're talking about. The low leverage um, bioenergy and carbon capture storage infrastructure. Agree. Just recently, we saw um, Elon Musk talk about giving $100 million for the best carbon capture technology. And some people said, why not trees? Yeah, but actually there's so much more that will benefit, right? So I think that this is actually a beneficiary of that um, green energy world carbon neutral world these green steel i'm i'm interested to know more about what this will do 
explosion of net zero collaborations, the expectations, the government driving the transition, responsible steel. Amazing. All of the members that are responsible steel members. These are the businesses they're working with. BMW, Daimler, HSBC, Tata Group. Okay, so that would be Tata Motors, right? Um, those are the clientele of ArcelorMittal. Responsible production techniques and standards everywhere we are. Very good job. Okay, Carbalist. What's that? Carbon Analyst, I guess. Alright, let's do more. Um, other than MT, yeah, I said that United States Steel is actually also a potential beneficiary. So actually, guys, all the steel companies in the world are potential beneficiaries. Right now, actually, United States Steel, it's trading at $19. Should be a buy today. Look at that. Very good pullback. 19 all the way to 16 is an entry point. Um, and for those who are new here, I just wanted you to know that um, you can like, subscribe, and share the Awesome 10X. Just wanted to just make a short plug. Um, awesome 10X has a 21% discount before the Chinese New Year is over. It's about 15,800 pesos or $330 annually. How do you join the inner circle? It's here. http www.awesome10x.com so um, it's about 25 minutes. I know that there's a lot of companies to discuss, but I reserved some of these companies for our uh, inner circle members. Um, but just wanted to share as well um, some intermission for you. Happy to say that actually um, Bill Gates actually got his first COVID-19 vaccine. Um, he's 65 years old. I got my first dose this week. Um, I don't know what the vaccine that he got. Was it like the BioNTech Pfizer or was it... Um, uh, or was it whatever but either way i'm so happy for this uh news yep so of course i follow bill gates now of course i want to share my brother's sari goose of course chinese new year is coming up just wanted you to know that you can order your chinese new year goose or duck for just 2500 pesos for a duck and 3500 pesos for a goose you can contact trisha this is her number or you can actually just go straight to the instagram page of the saturday goose just wanted you to sign up um actually you don't need to sign up just uh, message them and the uh, order that includes delivery. So 2,200 and 3,500 includes delivery as long as it is within Metro Manila. Okay. All right. Should I start buying PLTK at 30 price range? I guess what you're talking about is Palantir, not PLTK. Um, Palantir, we got to buy at about $25. I think right now it's trading at about $32. Uh, we even bought some Palantir at $9 to $10. So most of us are really just keeping our Palantir. They're, go they're gonna have their demo day uh, this week. So you might as well check it out. There's a lot of earnings season this week. You've got Apple, you've got Microsoft, you've got Tesla, you've got Facebook. This is an in You've got Starbucks. This is an interesting earnings week. Um, so there's there's a lot of bullishness this week. What happened to GME? Short squeeze. So um, GME, you've got the essential. Um, it's just a classic. You know the pigs are getting get slaughtered. In this case, the pigs who are getting slaughtered are the ones who are shorting GME because it's a hundred thirty two percent short. So um, you know how low can you go? You get a short squeeze, you're gonna get smacked. Um, what really happened to GME has nothing to do with fundamentals, but really a primary short squeeze move. Um, usually, short squeeze moves aren't going to be sustainable. However, you know, it can go as high as $80 today, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it if people are massively short. So there was a Citroen research that argued that uh, GME was, uh, was, uh, was 
too expensive and all that a lot of uh, gamers disagreed and there was a short squeeze move on gme actually today there's a lot of companies that are probably gonna get short squeezed um palantir could be one of them there was a there was an opinion that palantir is also getting short squeezed the move actually from 25 to 32 or even 27 to 32 of palantir was not necessarily the demo day it was actually um some people actually squeezing the shorts out of palantir i think one of the highest number of shorts are actually in palantir and um usually when you're trying to squeeze you actually want to look at the short float the larger the short float interest the larger the likelihood of actually a short squeeze when the market is actually very bullish so it is what it is pigs are getting slaughtered left and right those pigs could either be two big bulls or two big bears as well so me for awesome 10x we here are actually just we're balanced um some of us have gamestop as early as about seven dollar below uh we got in uh it was actually a free friday class pick we mentioned actually the gme was a, a very shorted company at about seven dollars. I, I want let me show you that exact um company. Let me show to you to you the awesome Tenex channel guys. You go to awesome Tenex um okay this is the paid version right you go to awesome tenx.com you can see all the courses there um which happens to be that every Friday I just upload our free Friday class. Meaning, actually, you don't even upload. We just live stream it. So every Friday, we gave that. Uh, it was actually an inner circle Friday class, which we just gave it for free for um, for everyone. So NASDAQ, 12,000 um, videos. Awesome 10X, 12,000 NASDAQ. Did we hit the wall, etc., etc. And then I said that even when NASDAQ Composite hit the wall, there was actually ideas that were um there were still uh potential buys in fact we have so many potential um buys and one of which we actually said was um gme uh gme at that time was actually seven dollars you just search it here um nasdaq twelve thousand whoops here twelve thousand 12,000 nasdaq what is next what to buy after the sell-off so i was arguing that uh, I was arguing here, guys, that it was a uh, GameStop. Let me show that to you. Well, yeah, there was a lot of people shorting Jumia as well. Uh, but GameStop, yeah, GameStop was something that I discussed in this video because exactly because of the short interest. Plus the fact that there was an increase in digital sales of, um, of, of GME. Now, take note that as I said, sharp moves are happening in extremely shorted names. Example, when OSTK was shorted, that, was, that, that went from $3 to $140. So that's exactly what's happening with GME. Look here. I said that why would GME have a short squeeze? Because net sales are, um, even with these uh, $1 billion, there was actually a 700% increase on, uh, on GME sales digitally. Look here. Um, and, and a lot of the gamers know this. Uh, September 2019, we are on track to close between 180 to 200 underperforming stores, which means that the company was going to be able to, after closing those stores, of course, they're going to have a lot of um, cost efficiencies, right? Um, and then software was representing 40% of their sales for the quarter. Collectibles, which were actually Funkos, were actually representing 9% sales. And they still had 5,300 stores across 14 countries. You know, at that point in time, at $7, people were shortening the hell out of GME. And you were saying, 
these shorts are pigs that will get slaughtered. And, you know, I have no grievances with people who are getting short squeezed because of how stupid they are. There's that activist swarming GME. Activist investors joining GameStop's board. That was the Chewy CEO. So, um, you know, the people who were caught short, we were buying $4.70, even added more at $7. You know, the only sad thing that I have to share with GME was me not holding on to the winner. However, some of us were able to hold some happy with them. So technically, yeah, that was a 10x move for GME, uh, for us. For $4 initiation price right now is what, $60? GME right now is trading at $65. Yeah, so I think like this was a short squeeze move, definitely. But um, but not necessarily um, gonna stop. I mean, for all I know, it goes 75 or 85. I wouldn't advise you to buy it if you don't have it. However, those who already have it, you know, I'm sorry if you sold at about 14. I mean, I understand, you know, at 7 to 14, we thought I was happy, right? 100% move, but 10x, 7 to 70, right? Either way, um, still a good move. <clears throat> so there... Um, I am happy to say that uh, that you are watching. Thank you for liking, subscribing. Please do share uh, Awesome 10X for your friends and family. We are here to help you find Awesome 10X ideas. We are newbie friendly and uh, happy to share so many testimonials, by the way. This is not me making yabang, um, but you know these are just actual testimonials. Somebody said, as an analogy, I think that you can liken Awesome 10X to Disney and Disneyland. Disney shows kids how wonderful the world is through their rise and experiences. However, Awesome 10X shows people how wonderful the world is through investing. Different rides or characters can be assumed as different kinds of stocks. They could be Jurassic Parks or their new companies. They could be small companies. They could be big companies. To each his own, but all are great. And for people of all ages, both kids and adults, indeed, there's so many secular trends. You can love robotics, drones, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, or you can even like cash flow machines, like cash flow heavy machines, right? There's more to investing than just the money and maximizing what you paid for in money and time. Getting that return of investment could be being able to ride your favorite roller coaster five times or just watching the fireworks at the end. At the end of the day, um, there's more to investing than just maximizing what you paid for. It's also about loving and believing in something and investing in that conscious capitalism. That's what he said. Whether it be alternative meat like Beyond Meat, seeing Ethan Brown do well as, um, as Beyond Pork, you know, Beyond Pork is in China. And you know about African swine flu, they're having a problem in pork shortages. We can actually replace those pork with Beyond Pork and Omni Pork and so many porks, right? Which isn't really pork, but it is tastes, tastes like pork. Solar and renewable energy to propel us to have productivity and a lot of cheap costs for your whatever, like your, your electronics, right? Whatever electricity that you are using at home, right? So there's a lot of companies. You could be a Lululemon and a Peloton fan, a Netflix fan. There's enough great companies in the world and having the same beliefs as you. Someone who's fighting for what you believe in, who's trying to change the world. One hero at a time. There are real-life heroes to follow in the world. There are real-life Tony Starks like Elon Musk, real-life Mulans who are really fighting for um, equality and so many more through their companies. Tarzan, etc., etc. You've got Elon Musk, you've got Jeff Bezos, you've got a long list of visionaries who are slowly being discovered by more and more people. Let me just tell you what. 
There's Cameron Shell. There's Spencer Gore. There's Daniel Pepper. There's Anthony Wood. There's Jim um, Anderson. Of course, you might like Jack Dorsey. You might like Austin Russell. There's so many great companies, right? So, you, you, you know, you can have Jay-Z as your CEO for your luxury weed. The point here is that you just have to look around. That is what precisely 10X is. We give you the world to look around because that's what precisely this is. We give you the rights. We guide you to where you can go to with set of rules on how to's. Who, who does come back to Disneyland? Why do you want to come back to Disneyland over and over? And why do you want to come back to Awesome 10X over and over? Because end of the day, it's not just about the expectation of returns and making money, which of course we want to do. But of course, for Disney, it's about the expectation of wowing you at their rides. We want to impart you the, to subscribers so that they may be able to t 10x their wealth for their families in the future, regardless of what their standing in life is. Whether you're a regular BPO employee, a housewife, a retiree, a pandemic uh, job loss, a Chinese tycoon, no matter what, on a deeper level, it can be simply that we want to impart the wonders of the world, how awesome the companies are, and how great it is to make money from them too. How awesome the future is like, forever changing a subscriber's perspective to just think broader, think global, and be more open, explore, believe in the good and endless possibilities and opportunities of the world, which in turn helps you 10x your life more. So too many to say, you know, TLDR is like the shortcut version, like Disneyland. Aside from awesome 10x returns that one gets from the actual experience, the money or the memories, we just want everyone to experience the feeling of being a child again, curious, open-minded, optimistic, which hopefully helps one to grow in life, regaining or deepening one's sense of wonder, and that is priceless. We either progress or we stagnate. Both are hard, but the former is better than the latter. This is actually an awesome 10x member who gave this testimonial. What a wonderful testimonial that truly is. And, um... Very good, right? So, um, yeah, so there's more questions. Let me just try to answer, if any. I think you're a bit late on BlackBerry, to be honest. Um, we kind of featured BlackBerry at 8 and 9, but I didn't really find it a 10x company to begin with. Yes, there's those cybersecurity play, there's automotive um, with Amazon, but at the end of the day, I don't think that it's enough to really, yeah, it's just a turning the ship around, it's just a value play, but there's a lot more secular trends to park your money with. But is it cheap, BlackBerry, at about what? Is it 10 right now? I think it can go 14, so that's it. If you want to really buy BlackBerry, $10 below should be fine. What do you think of Limelight Network these days? I still find Limelight Network a company that should benefit in the realm of streaming. So at $4 area, I still think that it's undervalued. However, yeah, there will be resistances at 5 6 8 But um, if you're going to ask me why is it a company that is too undervalued today, I still don't know. One of the companies that I think is still undervalued today is example Rocket Loans, RKT at about $20, also too cheap. Melchor is asking, is it time to buy BNGO? To be honest, um, some of us got it at $1.70, $1 below. So uh, $1 went to $9. Um, even if it goes $7 or $5, I think that I'm late at it, honestly speaking. So um, I, I'm, I'm not too good when it comes to biogenomics, a lot of this healthcare uh, stuff. So I'm not 
an expert in this so i'd rather say i know nothing so is it time to buy i think that you're a bit late to be honest but um those who have it are likely just gonna hold on to their shares um probably they're not gonna sell any share even if it's up 500 or 10x for them um bingo went from 55 cents to 10 dollars uh, as far as i know thank you very much and in a month thank you bye-bye thanks for liking sharing and subscribing